0: You're listening to the sermon podcast from Real Life Church Pullman, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Good morning, Real Life family and everyone at Change for Life Church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, We're going to continue on in our Sabbath series this morning, and we're here out at Wawai State Park uh, to enjoy the hot weather and uh, continue on in this series. So thank you for joining us. So for this morning, I want to give you the game plan of this sermon. For If you're not a sports person, that means the plan for the game. Uh, So we're going to first and foremost discuss and identify the world's biggest problem right now, and then we're going to solve it. That's right. Step one, we're going to discuss and and talk about the world's biggest problem and solve it. Uh, And then step two, we're going to dive deeply into one verse in the Bible and see its impact on the commandment to Sabbath and take rest. Uh, And we're going to understand, and I'm a firm believer that uh, it's not so much about the quantity of Scripture that you go through on any given time, it's the quality at which you look into it. Uh, And so we're going to dive deeply into that. And then, finally, uh, we're going to do something called a diatribe. Uh, So I'll explain that once we get there and what that is and and how to do it. Um, But first, before we get into any of that, let's pray and give this time over to God. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for uh, just the beautiful creation you've created Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to take advantage of that. I pray that uh, you just be with us all wherever we're at uh, right now, that you can help us hear your voice, uh, speak to us, and Holy Spirit guide us into how we can better serve and rest in you. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So for starters, we're going to identify the world's biggest problem and talk about that. And to illustrate that, I wanted to use a quarter. So imagine there is a quarter. I have one with me. Uh, And it's massive. Blow it up. Massive, huge quarter goes down the middle of your room. Hopefully uh, there's more than one person in your room right now because that'll help this illustration. If there's not and you're all by yourself... Uh, please come join us. We, you can come join us at church. We'd love to have you, and then you will be with other people. Um, but if you're not, that's okay. Uh, it'll just be, you'll have to imagine other people on the other side of the room. But imagine there's this quarter, okay? Right right, right in the middle of the room um, and is standing on end, and I ask half of the room, uh, well, both halves of the room, to identify and tell me what the quarter looks like. Explain to me, because I, I I can't see it, I can't perceive it, I don't know what a quarter looks like. Tell me what a quarter looks like. And so on one half of the room, uh, we have a group of people telling me that a quarter is silver, a quarter is round, it has uh, the letters Liberty scrawled across the top, it's got the silhouette of a man, and on the bottom it's got a date, Uh, And then there's words that say, in God we trust, which is kind of ironic, am I right? Because most people trust the quarter more than they do God, but that's another sermon for another day. But then on the other side of the room, everyone's telling me about how, yes, a quarter is silver and a quarter is round, but uh, it's got uh, an eagle, a bird upside down on it. And uh, it says, e pluribus unum, uh, (laughs) and it says quarter, quarter dollar. Um, And so... They're all explaining this to me, and the other side is arguing with each other, saying, you know what, no, this is what it says, and this is what it it looks like. And and I'm getting two messages. Some of it sounds the same, but some of it's different. Uh, And they're arguing more and more uh, about who is right and who's telling me the truth. And here's the problem that I see, is is that um, each side is right. Each side is telling the truth. Each side is saying exactly what they see, and they're right about it. But the problem is, they, neither one is getting up to look at the other side and see what the other side sees. And so we have a problem of what uh, is called perspective. Uh, one side is looking from their perspective, one side's looking from their perspective, and neither one gets a whole picture. But both are right. Both have very truthful statements that they're giving to me, but they're not giving me the whole, the whole uh, picture. And so that's something that I find interesting. And then that's not even including the side of the quarter, which, you know, you can see like half of its nickel, half of its copper, uh, unless it's a silver quarter, which, you know, is all silver. So anyway, point being is that we have an issue of perspective. And I see that this is one of the main things that's going on in our world. And unless we have people willing to get up, go to the other side of the room and see something from a different perspective than their own. Uh, We're just going to keep arguing about what we see and what we perceive. And so that's not, it's not saying that any side is wrong. In fact, both sides have points. Both sides are making very truthful statements, but we're fighting with each other, attacking each other because we're not seeing the whole picture. Uh, And one of the things you might be asking yourself, well, you know, it's not, I'll go to the other side as soon as someone comes to my side. Uh, But let me just say this. If you're a Christian follower of Christ, understand that it is your job to make the first move if you're waiting and expecting the world to make the first move and understand your perspective then you're misunderstanding the gospel and the mission christ set for us we're supposed to make the first move we're supposed to try to go to where other people are at see things from their perspective and understand doesn't mean we have to agree it just means that we have to understand where they're coming from and try to see things through their eyes so that we can better uh reach and love and care for them so for us as Christians to make the first move and have a more complete perspective, it requires us to to move, to see the other side, and then also to listen, uh, and that's important for us as Christians as we want to move forward. But if you're like me, that can sound exhausting, right? Examining everything from every angle uh, is is difficult. A quarter is one thing; it's got two sides and maybe a third if you count the you know the edge, but. Our issues in our world have so many angles and so many perspectives. Everyone's got a different opinion, and it can get exhausting. Uh, and I don't think that we're even capable of seeing everything, right? Like, that's just not something we're capable of doing. So how do we do this? What do we do as Christians if we're trying to make the 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 first move and see things from a good perspective, what do we do? Uh, and that's why I think Sabbath is so important for us and why God is is so intent on us trying to take a Sabbath and uh, making that a command is that we need to re- regularly remind ourselves and come back and reflect on that God is in control and that He is at work, that this is all about Him and His mission to reach His people, the creation that He created, that all of this is about Him and we get to join in help serve uh, love and care for the people around us that we get to join in with the mission that God is at work in doing uh, and so that's the perspective that we need to remind ourselves every week coming back to this isn't about me this isn't about what I can do this isn't about any of this is about God and what he is doing and so that's the perspective that's the God perspective that we need to come back to all the time and that's why Sabbath is so important Uh, To illustrate this, I wanted to go into uh, our verse for today, which is in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2. And I'll read it for you. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So God is saying to his people right off the bat, I am your God. He's saying uh, to Moses right now on Mount Sinai as he's about to give him the Ten Commandments, I am your God. And actually, the Jews regard this as the first commandment. Uh, they lump together the commandments of idols and uh, no other gods and say that those are the same commandment and this is the first commandment because this is so important for us to understand that it's not just about what we're not supposed to do. It's about understanding that this is Our God, He is our God. He's the one that brought us up out of Egypt. Uh, It's kind of ironic because while Moses is receiving these words, they're already creating an idol to worship another God. Um, But God wants to illustrate this point right before uh, the rest of the Ten Commandments to say, I am your God. I'm the one that brought you out of Egypt. I'm the one that uh, heard your cry, cared about you and loved you and rescued you from slavery. And I brought you out of here to follow me. And this is seen as kind of a marriage. Like he's he's bringing his vows before his people saying, I will care for you. I will guide you. I will protect you. I will love you and bless you. And here is your responsibility. All of these things I'm going to lay out for you. This is your part to play. This is your vows to me as your God. Uh, and so he's, he's making this covenant with his people through Moses, and he starts it off with this phrase, I am your God, the thing that we need to rem- remember and reflect on. And that's why I think when we get to uh, the Sabbath command, we need to remember this command first and foremost, that when we come to Sabbath, we understand that it's not about, uh, it's not about us or what we're sacrificing. It's about coming back to that perspective that we're, we're God's. We are God's chosen people. We are His uh, children. We are His creation. And we need a weekly reminder to reflect on that and have that perspective. It's especially important because God just rescued them from the land of slavery. He just rescued them from Egypt where their value every day was, what can you produce? What can you do? How much can you build? And we're going to work hard and we're going to work you to death, maybe. Uh, because your value is only in what you could produce. And so God's got to correct this right off the bat and take them up out of the land of Egypt and not just rescue them from the Egyptians, but also help them understand their true value, where it really comes from, their true identity. And it's not in what they produce. It's simply because they are in his image. They are his people that he loves and he cares for, that he created. So he is trying to in in the commands right off the bat, say, I am your God. I love you. I care about you. That is your value. It's not in what you produce, not in what you make. You need to remember this every week, that it's not just about uh, what you're capable of doing. It's about the fact that I love you and I created you. I am your God. So God is is giving us that perspective. And I think that as we go into our our Sabbath every week, as we um, as we sometimes have to sacrifice things because we want to produce, we want to do, we want to accomplish, we have to remember that it's, it's, not, about, it's not about that. That our value doesn't lie in that. Our value isn't, isn't about, hey, what, what are you capable of? Our value is in who we are. We are God's people. We are His children. We are created by Him. And that's why it's important for us to have this reminder every week. This Sabbath command that God gave us is about routinely returning to right perspective, to His perspective, the God perspective, which is about understanding that He is in control, that this is, He's the main character of this whole story, and, and we're a part of it. Uh, we get to be a part of it. That's an awesome thing that we have. Um, also, our value is not in what we produce, what, what we are capable of, it's about Him. Uh, and the fact that He created us and our value is found in who He calls us to be, who He made us to be. And then finally, um, something that's important for us to understand about Sabbath is remembering why God stopped. It's because He said it was enough. He created us and said, enough. I've done enough. Uh, And so that's something that I think we have to remember from time to time is just the ability to say enough. Uh, I've done enough for this week. I've done enough in this area of my life. I've, I've done enough. Um, More often than not, we find ourselves falling into sin when we overdo something, right? Uh, When we're caught up in something and we continue to go too far to one direction. And the Sabbath reminds us every week, no, I've done enough. This is enough. So now we're going to move into something called a diatribe. Um, And what a diatribe is, is uh, something that Paul used to do in his letters, especially to the Roman church. Uh, He he did this a lot, and it's basically where he asks a question, uh, not specifically something that they asked him, but just something that he's imagining that they're asking him so that he could answer it himself. We we do it quite a few times, uh, and you ask yourself a question, and then you give an answer based on what you think uh, they need to hear. And so uh, I've got a few questions for you this morning uh, that I thought you might need to hear, or that you might be questioning as we're going through this series on Sabbath. And the first one is, How or when can I make time to Sabbath? I hear this a lot. A lot of people want to know, like, I've got so much to do. I have so much things going on in my life. How do I add something in? Well, first of all, it's not about adding something in. It's about taking something away. Um, It's not about adding some time. It's about taking away time for God. Um, So one of the things that I find uh, as a good example of this uh, is tithing. Uh, tithing is another thing that we're uh, commanded to do to remind ourselves that God is in control and to put our trust and faith in him and not in money, right? Not in what we have. We're supposed to remind ourselves every every month or whenever we're paid, God, I trust you. I recognize that all that I have comes from you. So I'm going to give back to you and trust in what you have. And some people have come to me before and said, I don't have enough to tithe. I have to pay rent. I have to do this. Um, but I was raised uh, in a Christian house and my dad always instilled in me this, this fact um, that I firmly believe in is that I can hang on to my money and trust in myself to spend it wisely or I can invest it in God and trust that He'll take care of me. And so that's why I tithe first. Even if the money doesn't say that I should, even if the people around me would say, no, you shouldn't do that, I tithe first because I trust God more than I trust myself or the people around me or the money that I have. I trust God more. Uh, And the same thing should be how we Sabbath. Because time and money are things that we have to spend. Uh, And just like that, every week we should be sacrificing some of our time to give to God. Um, That's what you're doing this morning by joining in with this service. So you're already getting some of it right. It's great. Um, that's what you're doing. If you join us at church, uh, when you're doing other things, Bible studies, you're, you're sacrificing time and giving it to God. Uh, and that's all of us just showing that we trust in him and believe in him and that he's going to take care of us, that we don't have to spend all of our time taking care of ourselves because he's looking out for us. The second question that you might be asking is how do I know if I'm doing it right? Uh, this is something that I've struggled with in trying to figure out exactly how do you Sabbath. Uh, there was obviously a whole bunch of laws and rules that uh, we have written down in the Old Testament that talk about all this stuff. But then Jesus came along, and kind of flipped the script a little bit and was like, no, it's not really so much about exactly what you're doing. Like you could walk and you can pick some grains and you could do this or that. It's more about the heart behind it. Remember, this is returning back to God's perspective, recognizing that he's in control. So it's not always about what you're doing. It's more about how you're doing it. Um, and the attitude that you have behind it. You can have a good godly perspective uh, doing some good stuff. Like I can go to uh, Chris Wilson's house and and help him work on some stuff and still have a good God perspective of God's in control and be restful in that. Uh, It's not so much about how or what I'm doing, it's about how I'm doing it. Uh, And the one thing that I want to make very clear, because I've heard this a few times and while we were going through Sermon Club, uh, we were talking about this and it's the idea that uh, we feel guilty. We feel guilty that we're not Sabbathing enough. And we're looking at this command and God says, hey, I need you to Sabbath and we're going through the series and you're feeling, oh God, I'm not doing it well enough. I'm not doing enough. Well, you're never going to guilt yourself into it. It's never going to work that way. If you're feeling guilty, you're not resting. And uh, the importance of that is that we should be focusing not on guilt, but on grace. God gives us grace and helps us, and that's what truly changes us. We never got changed by guilt, and I want that to be very clear because a lot of people think as Christians uh, the, guilty, the more guilty we feel, the better we are. No, the more guilty you feel, the more guilty you feel. That's it. Uh, and it also brings your perspective back on you and not on God. We need to rest in God's grace, and that's how we Sabbath. That's how we can uh, truly have that good perspective and rest on, on a Sabbath day is, is in His grace, not in guilt. So if you're feeling guilty, understand that that's not the way into Sabbathing correctly. Finally, the last question that I think uh, we might have is, why is this so important to God? Why is it so important to God? And that's what we've kind of been going through, and I just want to share a couple of my thoughts um, God brought his people up out of Egypt uh, to rescue them because they cried out to him. And that's something that's a very common theme over and over again, that when God's people cry out, he responds. Uh, And so he rescues them and takes care of them. But then he gives them uh, this, these commands to set them apart, to show to the world hey, these are my people and I am their God. And because of that, they are blessed. And so as they go about the world and they are different and the world sees them as different and recognizes why are these people different? Why are they so significant and unique? It's because uh, they are a reflection of who God is and a reflection of God himself. And so we as, uh, as we Sabbath, as we return back to the right perspective, as we return back to resting in his presence every week, uh, we are setting ourselves apart from the rest of the world, that our value isn't found in what we're what we're capable of doing. Our value isn't found in what we produce. Our value is found in who Christ says we are, who God says we are, that we are His and He is our God. So I just wanted to encourage you uh, this morning to take advantage of the gift that God gave us with with sabbath that it is a command and it's something that we should be doing it's a responsibility that we should be taking uh, but it's also a gift that we have that he's given us um, to just let go something that i know that i feel in my life that uh, especially as i get older and i take on more responsibility and have more relationships that i grasp tightly to these things because i i don't want to lose control i don't want to let go of control i want to hang on and and the problem is when i come to sabbath it it i have to let go I have to remember that God is in control, that he's in control of my relationships. He's in control of my responsibilities. And so every week I am reminded of that and saying, God, you know what? Uh, I need to let go of these and recognize that you're in control. Um, And so that's something that I just recognize every week. Uh, And so I just want to encourage you in that, that as you go about your Sabbath series, remember, it's not about, It's not about guilting yourself into it, it's about resting in God's grace and knowing that He's in control, He loves you and cares about you, and He can take care of your responsibilities and your relationships. We're going to move into communion time. We have a little video set up, uh, so go ahead and grab whatever you need to grab, whatever juice or bread you have, uh, and then uh, I'm going to pray, and then we'll get into that. So let's pray. God, uh, thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your Son. Thank you for uh, the sacrifice that he gave to us, so that uh, we can rest in that grace and and know that we are forgiven. I pray that um, we understand that you have rescued us, that we trust in you and believe in you, and know that uh, you 're taking care of us. Um, so God, I just uh, I lift up everyone that is listening right now that we can Uh, Just take the the gift that you've given us and the responsibility that we have before us in this command and take it seriously and live it out in our lives so that we can uh, just honor you and be set apart and known as people that are God's children, that we are yours and you are our God. Uh, We love you, praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us at rlcpullman.com and by connecting with us on Facebook.